morning. Good morning. I like your moo-moo. I knew you were going to say something about it. I can't remember. Have I worn this moo-moo before on the podcast? It's like a moo-moo. <laughs> Is that what they're called? I don't know. I think that's what they're called, right? Moo-moos? No, it just... Well, it's not today, but like in Texas, it gets so hot. As a woman, you just like... You it's not just that need hot loose, today. billowy clothes. It's You're not just, that hot today. No, you... But green is my color, I think. Is it your color? Yes. I, I just, you know, I have... I Tank have, top is your color, baby. Yes, it is. Tank top is my color. <laughs> no, I, I just have moments, because um, you're my wife and you're with me all the time, uh-huh. um, that I forget how beautiful you are. And then uh, watching the reality show... And, <laughs> Where and I never wear makeup. No, no, no. When, you were, like when you were doing the, the Dorinda's chocolate thing, I was like, man, my wife is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I just thought we're doing this like the Trevino's and American Dream reality series. And the whole first five episodes, I don't think I wear makeup until we go to Dorinda's. And then then somebody was like, damn, she thick. I think that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. She thick. (laughs) Um, But it it is a good morning and it is good to be back on the podcast. Why does it feel like it's been so long since we did this? I don't know. I mean, we're kind of out of a rhythm. You know, I, 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 you know, we work so hard with, with Rick and Gigi all the time in the past. And, and, you know, we've kind of switched gears a little bit. And, and Rick, we miss you and we miss Gigi. And yeah, it's just, you know, I'm used to talking to Rick um, quite a bit more. Um, so we, we miss you, buddy. I know, but yeah, but you know. No, I know we did it last week. We didn't skip an episode, but it just feels like life is moving so fast. Like so much has happened since we sat at this table a week ago. Yeah, we have to, um, well, because we missed that one week and then um, we went on the cruise and did all that. And then we came back and did it. And then, um, you know, very, very fun, but busy weekend. Um, This weekend, I went to um, MGM National Harbor and took your dad i think yes. i wore him out because it was like fly there no sleep fly back i don't think yeah i don't and think he was prepared for such a quick trip he's not people are not used to your travel schedule no they're not and um but we had an, an amazing time and, and i just want to compliment um the staff at um mgm and i think that is a i think that people don't realize like how contagious um people's attitude Positive energy. Positive energy. But no, yeah. but not just positive energy, period. What do you mean? You know, like if 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 you are miserable, uh-huh. then the whole staff is miserable. Oh, right? like, like it, setting the tone. Setting the tone and from leadership and, and whomever sets the tone there yeah. is amazing. Because they were, you know, and, and, and I don't want to sound, um, you know, we all have ideas in our head about places. Right. Uh huh. And of like course, preconceived notions of what we think a certain notions. city might be like. Right. Or, okay. or a certain state. Or you know. Yes. You sure. know. You think. You think Texas. You go. Oh, you know. We're gonna big hair, big hats. They're gonna be boots. friendly. They're gonna say y'all. Right. They're yeah. gonna have a gun. You know. Yeah. All that stuff. And 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 I already had in my head like you know anytime I do kind of East Coast or or you know North. Um, like Philly, I prepare myself for people to be very short because in my experience, that sort of urban city attitude is that yeah, what you mean? that city yeah. attitude. You know that there is no please and thank you. There is no well, we do you move know, slower in Texas, but we're we're so polite to each other and, and nice to each other. And and you know in the South, that is something that that in my experience of tons and tons of years of traveling, yeah, you know you you feel that. And then when you kind of go to the North, you go oh. 
I, I got to prepare myself for it. It's not that they're not friendly. Right. We're overly friendly. But I yes. got I got and there. And Tennesseans too. Tennessee, they're like oh, so Oh, Tennessee, friendly. super friendly, you know. So I, I got there and I'm already thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to a casino. You know, they're going to they're gonna be nice to me like they always are, but it's not going to be over and above. Uh-huh. It was over and above. Yeah. The entire staff there was super accommodating and super sweet. They all had a smile on their face from the second I, I mean, I, my car got there from the airport and the people came out um, to give me a hug and welcome me. And, and they already had my, my keys in their hand and immediately. Oh, I, you love that. I mean, it, it, they were just over and above. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the fans and, and everybody that came out over and above. Had an yeah. absolute blast. So it's technically, I know it's called like Oxen, what's it called? Oxen Hill. Oxen Hill. Which it was is like, like D- DC Richmond area. Okay. Like in between, kind of right by right by Ronald Reagan Airport. Um, but I mean, I was, I was so impressed with the way that, I mean, everybody. Yeah. You know, we had our own craps table. Uh, half of the craps table was reserved for me and my friends uh-huh. in, in your dad. We get there. And Who even, Blue Wells played with y'all? People uh, from the show or from some, the audience? Some people from the audience came. Uh-huh. You know, Brian Hart's um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law were there. So they came and hung oh. out. Um, and, and then Carlos, uh, you know, one of our baseball dads that we've become very f- good friends with, he decided to get away from work because he's a workaholic to join me as well. Uh-huh. I taught him craps. I, I think I've ruined his life. <laughs> Dude, he's like... <laughs> Oh my god! He's itching. He's, He's itching like, too. oh my god! It's so fast. It's so fun, and it was so great. And, but we had a but even even the pit bosses. Even I mean, from the minute I got there, everybody yeah. that I interacted with was super accommodating, super nice. So I I just want to you know tell MGM National Harbor like whatever you're doing and whomever sets that tone, yeah, should be should get a raise because it was over and above. Even the shows that I do, and I, and I get treated nice. They were super nice. Yeah. Super accommodating. I mean, it was just a, a wonderful experience. Had a great time. And it's a huge room. Had right? Saturday off. The theater? Yep. Flew home Saturday. Um, well, I mean, we're playing craps. And, and thank goodness we're awake. Uh-huh. Because at 1 o'clock in the morning, American Airlines is like, yeah, your flight's canceled. So I hand my phone to Timmy. Timmy starts working it out for us, and we still got home yeah. early. But it was like, what? Like, if I was asleep, I would have woken up ready to go to the airport oh, to find that's out. that's true. I didn't even think about that. Like, Good thing you were awake playing craps. Thank God. Thank God for the craps. <laughs> but it was, it was just a, a wonderful day. Then, then um, I want to talk about this. We, what? There's times in a husband's life where you get in trouble. And it's not even your fault. <laughs> so our friend Jamie had a birthday dinner set up for Saturday she night. She did. She did. And um, happy birthday, Jamie. We, we celebrated all, all week. We, we did celebrate all week, but you know, our, our we were going to go to dinner Saturday night, uh, and I'm not going to say the place because I don't want to. You know, I yeah, I want to bad mouth the restaurant. Uh, the food was yeah. great, and it was beautiful, and, and it's a new restaurant. The so food was very yummy. It was great. Great menu options. I mean, the whole thing. We need restaurants in New Braunfels. Yeah, so I don't want to shit on yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. But we get there, and for whatever reason, all the women are sitting at one table, and then the men get the the kids' table. 
No, the kids table. No, that was not the kids table. There was a curtain to separate it. So you guys got like the VIP behind the curtain. We didn't close the curtain. Well, I know, but I think that you girls were like center of the room in the front of everybody. And then we were in the back corner. Like like freaking dirty dancing. Well, Nobody puts so baby in the corner. there were too many of us. Is what it was. There was a lot of us con- for that air for that little behind the curtain area. We couldn't all fit in that, the behind yes, the curtain. Yes, there area. was a lot of us. However, it was to my surprise that all the women were sitting at one table, all the men were sitting at it. And to me, I was like, oh, I thought I was going dinner with my wife. Me too. I was so looking forward to having a Saturday night dinner with other couples that did not involve comedy. Well, and then the whole the whole time I'm thinking to myself, like, even us guys were like, why are we even here? <laughs> like, why don't we just go back to uh, Trevino Cantina well, and, I'm sure and because- order pizza and play cornhole all night while you girls do your thing? Because we really weren't even a part of it. Well, so, but, but I get it. Because if you're the birthday girl, then how do you split up your guests and say, these people get to sit at the table with me and everybody else look, at the other I, table? Which I wouldn't have cared. Um, we knew everyone there. I would have been happy to mix uh, and mingle with the whomever. The point I'm trying to make is I'm not mad. It is what it is. And, and I am a go with the flow. Hey, figure it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, it is what it is. Sat down. Um, and then immediately, we, we don't get good service. The poor girl... Well, was, we got drinks out the gate. Like, as we arrived, she asked us if we wanted anything to drink. So we all got to order a drink. And and then it just got bad. Like, I mean, she, she, was, she wasn't coming around. And us guys complained. One of the guys at our table complained. And one of the guys at our table was like, hey, you need help. Yeah. Like, we're not getting service. Is somebody going to help you? Like, is there anybody else that can help there you? There were 16 because, of us. Yes. So to expect one person to handle a table of 16 is a lot. She had like no support. Zero help. And and I I as I, I think everybody should wait tables. Yeah. Because I definitely sympathize with her. However, there was never, you know, the key to being a good server yeah. is communication. Yeah. Is talking. Is letting people know. Guys, I'm the only one back here. So if you want drinks, I'm taking the drinks right now. Well, I you know, mean, everybody, did- everybody, if you want a drink, yeah, I'm taking that order right now because I don't want to go back and forth, get one drink here, sure. go back and forth, right? Hey, guys, what are we doing? But that takes so, a certain personality type too. You but, know, but, you but have to she, be like a more vocal personality. You know, type. And, and she was nice, but she never showed sense of urgency. She never showed... Like she was moving fast. She was just kind of like, eh, fuck it. It is what it is. I'm getting my yeah. 20%. Or why don't you tell the you guy know? who's busting the tables, like, hey, make help. sure they always but. have water. Like when you're not busting a table, make sure these people always, there's, there were carafes throughout we the table. Get another round All of the water. carafes are empty. Yeah. So because us guys complained and started figuring it out, immediately we're like, okay, don't go anywhere. We all want to order drinks right now. Don't go anywhere. Let's do bottles of wine. You know what? Make it two bottles of wine. Yeah. That way, you know, we're going to lose her again. Yeah. We have her attention. You know, us guys are doing our thing. We order. Well, all we know is that you guys get like 10 appetizers and we're because like. Because we ordered them at the same time. We go. Can we, we put go, in an order? We go. These are the drinks we want. And these are the appetizers we want. And then she goes, well, do you want the, you know, the, and we ordered sides. And she goes, do you want all that to come with your meal? We're like, just bring it. When it comes out, <laughs> just bring it. Right. So all of a sudden we're, we get all the appetizers. We eat a little bit. We get our bottles of wine. We get our drinks. We, we're eating. Meanwhile, I, we feel like we're like 
three decades ago and we're like, can us ladies just have a little something? No, please? and, and like, we're still not getting... I know we don't look like we like to eat, some of us, but I really do. I, I, I We were still getting not good service. Yeah. We still weren't getting great service. Well, all we see, us ladies at our table, is that you guys have booze, you have food. Hey, Joe... Jo, I have jo, to come over and steal your drink. No, but again, taking initiative. Stealing your drink. drink. <laughs> you know I'm going to fuck you on this one. Um, Joe Joe would get up and he's like, guys, I'm going to the bar. What do y'all want? Joe would get up. Yeah. Right? Joe would say, hey, guys, I'm going to the bar. I'm not waiting for her. What do you guys want? So Joe would also get us drinks. Yeah. So us guys took initiative to complain, took initiative to make the orders when we want, took initiative to stand up and go to the bar. Well, we, we were handling know this. All it looks like is that the men, to us, it looks like the men are getting amazing food, having a fabulous time because they've had plenty to eat and drink, and we're sitting here at like an empty table. Oh, and then, and then you know, we order our food, and as soon as we got our food, we literally go, we want three desserts of everything. Before you leave, because by the time you get back... So, so what ends up at the table with all the ladies is we got past two desserts that were already like picked at and so tasted. I, Thank I, you so much for your generosity. So at, at one point, Renee comes over to me and she goes... She, she gets out of her chair, finally gets up, uh, and comes up to me and she goes, I don't have a drink and we don't have any drinks. And I said, well, I'm drinking a great bottle of wine. I go, here, have some of this. So I gave her some of that. And then... Well, I took your glass because you were getting service. I knew you'd get another one. Well, I already had another one because we were trying another <laughs> bottle of wine. But... Because you, you, you were already on you the took bottle that one, too. But I was the only husband that got up with the bottles and I went around like a like a sommelier. Did yes, I not? Yes, And I did. even said, I said, I, I yes, held it out in front of all the ladies. I said, this is a Camus. It is a 2019. <laughs> and who, which one of you ladies would like a glass? And right. I, And I poured everybody (laughs) drinks, ate, did our thing, paid the bill, and then all of a sudden, then there's a decision to be made. Everybody says, well, let's go next door to the piano bar. And then I suggested- And and actually have a drink. Like actually have a proper cocktail. And then I suggested, well, you know, we all live in the neighborhood. 90% of us live in this neighborhood. Yeah. I said, guys, if y'all want to go to Cantina Trevino- We'll turn on the lights, turn on the music. I got a full bar over there. Do y'all want to do that? And then Travis goes, you know what? So we're not all driving and we can all have a good time at Cantina Trevino. Let's go to Cantina Trevino. And we're like, okay. And then I even told him, because I speak wife. I said, it is it is her birthday. Why don't you ask her what she wants to do? Yeah. So then he went and said, went to Jamie and said, what do you want to do? She goes, I'm fine going to Cantina Trevino with all of us. So then I'm like, great, that's what we're doing. The second we walk out of the car, Vernay is just stomping. Just, huh, and, and I can't believe it. And oh my God, and, and are we, is this really happening right now? I don't want to go back to our house. And I said, well, it's not your birthday. No, I said, no, here's the thing. You guys got amazing service all night. You'd had plenty to eat and drink. You're like, woohoo, let's go to Trevino. Meanwhile, I'm like, I've gotten dressed, actually washed and blow dried my hair, which takes time. Can we go have like a proper cocktail before we come back to our barn? Not your decision. But no one even asked. Just like no one asked if I wanted anything to drink all night or no one asked if we'd like to But it's the birthday girl's decision. Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. It's ultimately the birthday girl's decision. So we're driving home. Renee's completely mad at me because she didn't get service. And because we're going to the barn and not doing what she wants to do. And I'm like, Renee, 
we 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 don't have a choice. It is not your decision. I cannot change the birthday girl's decision because you didn't. You were at a completely different table. You didn't even bother to say, "Hey, babe." Should we have everyone over to the house? I did. That's not no, true. No, you did not. That is not true. No, I walked over there and I said, I, "Yes, I and did." And that was my main I went frustration. You, I felt like I went over all to you night, and I said, "It was a very no. male." And I night said, "Just so you know, without any thought or no, consideration I said, for the females." I said, "Just so you know, I have told everybody that our house, our barn is available no. if we want to do that." Oh mm-hmm. my God! Check the tape. Mm-hmm. Check the tape. Nope. That's what happened. No, so sir. then I'm in trouble, no, and I'm sitting there going, "How am I in trouble right now?" I didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm not the one that that delivered bad service. You were not. I am not the one that insisted that we came to our house. I am uh, not. It, no. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you were a good salesman. I'm pretty sure you were a good salesman. I just said my house is available. When they I'm, suggested I'm that for, we go next door, were you not the one who threw out a different suggestion? We were already all in motion. Several of the ladies really liked that idea of going next door. Not everyone came over to the house after the party. I'm telling you that I threw it out there and let them decide and pick, and I would have been up for anything. I would have. You if, definitely had a strong preference. I do have a strong preference. Yes. I'd rather be home. I'd rather not drink and drive. I'd rather be more responsible. I'd rather drink in my backyard where I can do and say whatever I want. So yes, yes. I do have a strong. Um, and all I was saying is, pro- can but, but, we go? I'm not going to get a proper cocktail in my barn. Can we go and have a nice drink right next door and then head home? And all since I'm I, saying since is, since I got dressed up, since we haven't had ultimately, a, a nice cocktail, ultimately, even though I did not want to go next door. To a bar and have drinks. It was not my decision, and I was up for anything and everything. And had all the girls you said, suggested we, knowing you didn't want to go next door. You suggested I, the bar knowing that you did not want to go next door. I wanted to make it an option because again, I'd rather be at a private party. I'd rather be in, at home. I'd rather not drink and drive. Yes. I'd rather hang out and be and, and choose the music they we want to listen to. They had a plan in place, and Mr. Trevino said, hey, what about we do this instead? That is not at all what happened. Yes, it is. No. They said, let's go next door and have another drink. There and you was said, no hey, plan. why don't we go to the barn instead? The plan was celebrate dinner birthday. Yes. After that, it was, what are we doing next? Yes. You know, the plan had, was not had, the plan. Had, the plan of the evening was not. Had, had I known the plan was to go to the barn afterwards, I, you know, I would have done something. I, we would have at least we we got to the house. The barn was like in disarray. The furniture was not even in place. You and I are putting down rugs and, and I, moving rugs around. Yes. Oh, I'm dude, Renee, you move that dude, rug. Renee, Renee was nasty, like this. Dirty Renee was like this. I had to honey, honey. Move this chair so that we can talk. No. Honey, we want the heaters. Can you can you set up the heaters? But if we had known we were hosting for <laughs> no, someone's birthday. Don't change the subject. No, if we were you not like, like no, set up the heaters. No, Let's no, go. No, I was not. Yes. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because you have to set up the heater. Okay, you heard but, it. She said, yeah. But my point is, if I had known we were going to be celebrating having the post-birthday party at our house afterwards, I would have made sure things look a little nicer. But it, it, wasn't, it, would have, it wasn't formal. We it would have had hang. actual drinks that people like we're to all, drink here we're at the all house. all neighborhood friends. It was a hang. It wasn't, it wasn't a party. The party was the dinner. That was the official... 
Now again, sure, had, but if you had, know had you're going to be hosting a, a group of people over, you'd like your furniture and your rugs to be out instead of rolled up like a taco. All I'm saying is, had Travis and Jamie said, "Hey, the plan is dinner, and then the plan is to go next door to have drinks, and that's the party," then the only plan that we everybody had was the dinner. Yes. We didn't know that we were going to come here. It's called go with the flow, bruh. It's called, hey, bruh, don't worry about it, bruh. It's called do what Steve Trevino wants to do. No, that's not the that's not the truth because I am all about making people's birthdays special. Yes, you are. That's true. I am I'll the, give you that. I am the one that, that got up and grabbed Jamie's camera and was taking pictures. I was the one that gathered everybody together for a group picture. Yes. I am I all about making somebody's day special. Yes. I'm all about it. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm 100% into helping somebody else have a great time. Yeah. That is what I do. I love doing it. I'm good at it. You're the entertainer. I, again, the only one getting up, bringing wine to the ladies. The only one saying, hey, give me the camera. I'll take pictures. The only husband that gathers everybody to take pictures. Yes. Me. And then I get in the car and... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, she'll never love me. (laughs) Look, I don't know if if that happens to you, Rick, but I'm in the dude. I'm on the car driving home on like trying to have a good time with my wife, thinking to myself, "How am I in trouble right now?" Like, I'm. Do you ever have that feeling, Rick? Uh, Yeah, all the time. Right? It's like it's like I I did nothing wrong, and somehow I'm in trouble. Dude, I, I, I tried to make her laugh in the car. I tried to make her laugh. I even go, hey, I'm going to play a good song so we can reset. One of her favorite songs is Old Dominion, One Man Band. I played it for her, tried to make her laugh. and I smiled. I didn't get drinks and I didn't get service. And I dressed up. And I'm like, shit, dude, like... No, if it had been... But I know, if it had been the other way around, you would have been grumpy because you you are all about good service. You I really am, are. I am a problem solver, just like I did. I am yeah. a problem solver. I, 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 just like Joe. Joe Jackson got up and went and goes, guys, what are y'all having? And then several people were like, old-fashioned... Yeah. You know, whiskey, this. I mean, and but, then Joe but went honestly, babe, we and, couldn't and even get her attention. She again, never came by. Again, problem solving. If she had if she had come back by, we all would have put in drinks, but she literally, it was like she completely ignored us and, and just went to y'all. And it was like, am I, I'm a woman, way, I can speak for myself, but do I need to go to my way, husband's table and ask him to order for me? Well, like, that's what well, it felt like. You could have also come up to me and said, hey, do you mind going to the bar for us girls and getting us drinks? You know me. I would have been all over it. I'd have been like, yeah. absolutely. I'll go get all the girls drinks. Give me y'all's order. Text me right now. I'll go get it. Yeah. But but again, I solve problems. But I came over and I, I come told up you, with like, solutions. Hey, she's not coming by. Oh, we're not getting any service. So when she comes and gives you guys service, can can someone at the men's table say, hey, can you pop by the ladies' table? I think they need something. Like she just completely ignored us. And then. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you not constantly about, well, women, we, you know, we're equals and we can speak up. Yeah, no. So then when she went and dropped the checks at y'all's table too, some of us women were pissed because we were like, yeah, she's not going to dare leave the check over here because we never got service. Could you not have gotten up and gone to the bar and and got drinks? 
Could you not have gotten yes, up but it's and also, gone to the server kind of rude and gone to, to do, the server like, if you and have gone to the server and said, "Excuse me, miss, but we really have not had anybody come by. Can you please come by and get our order?" Somebody could have spoke up, just like our table. I did, did. actually when they dropped our food. I said, um, after, <clears throat> "No, after <throat> they had already dropped our food, I said I'd like to order because my my plate it was delicious, but it was three scallops and like no side dish." And I was like, "Yeah, but a restaurant like that, you already you should know better that the side dishes." are a la carte. I'd never eaten there. Well, no, 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 because Jessica got a pork chop and it was huge and then it had all these mashed potatoes on the side. Like some of the other plates were really big. It was just the scallops in particular had like no sides. It was just three scallops. When you walk into a restaurant and the steak is it is dry aged in a freezer or refrigerator, automatically my brain goes, oh, the sides are a la carte. Well, I don't, I'm not making the connection. Why? Explain When you go to a nice restaurant, like you Uh go to, you go to the Ruth Chris's of the world, you go to, um, you know, uh, Morton Steakhouse, you go to any of these places. Yes. 99% of the time, the, the sides are a la carte. Yeah. Correct. Well, no, the other dishes had sides with them. But very little. Yeah. Very little. Usually, well, usually like my my steak came with, with, um, my steak came with asparagus, but like three little pieces. Yeah. Right. But we, you know, us guys, we ordered a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, when she us was guys like, were well fed. Meanwhile, I'm like starving, staring at my three scallops. And I'm like, I eat. I like food. The point I'm trying to make is, how am I in trouble? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting in the car like, I'm lit. Like, you were so mad. I don't know. Take me to get food and drink. I'm hangry. And I you were like, me? I'm sitting there going like, dude, I, I'm sorry. Renee, like I, 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 I was not the server. I, I'm so I did what I could do. I walked over, and and brought wine. But yet, you're, I'm still in trouble. Yeah, that's the point of the story. Yeah, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's just <laughs> just accept what you, it. What do you want me to say? <laughs> oh, Sunday was good. We woke up Sunday. I had to drive. I had to wake up Sunday morning to um to go to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, to see my friend Barbie Leo. I, I really hope, and Rudy Trevino, yeah. I, I really hope that Barbie joins us on the Mother's Day podcast. Yeah. You know, I've known Barbie whew, forever. She keeps getting mad at me when I tell her how long we've known each other. She's like, stop telling <laughs> We're people. We're giving numbers. <laughs> She's like, stop telling people how long we've known each other. Um, but I've always, I've always, um, I've always really admired um, Barbie. Barbie has always, She's a very, very pretty girl, and and she's always held herself in in. in she shaking, was, you keep shaking sorry, the table. She was very well raised, and and she has always held herself with such class. Yeah. Um, and such uh, togetherness, and always had a goal, and she was always very driven. And yeah. you know, back in those days, you know, when I was single, I was very young. You know, everybody was like, "Who's gonna get with Barbie?" And oh my God, Barbie's hot. And you know, everybody was going at her, man. And and she just she just held herself in 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 such a a classy way. Yeah. You know, and, and we've always stayed friends. And um it was me, Barbie, and a guy named Lou Ramirez that all started together. Lou has gone on to do amazing things. At he, the radio station. You guys worked we at, all radio at the radio station. station in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, she is now a news anchor in Corpus mm-hmm. Christi and she and does, does she still do the radio show too? No, she doesn't no. do the radio oh. show anymore, but she is the co-host of Domingo live, which has been around since the sixties. Yeah. Um, and she's just done amazing things and, and has a great family life and a great husband and, 
and a beautiful little girl. And I just, we're hoping that she'll join us on the Mother's Day podcast because she's a lot like you. She's very, she's a very modern woman. Um, You'll never see her dressed down. You never see her not be extra. Yeah. She's very, very hardworking like you. And and I, I just want to get that perspective. Yeah. Um, from her. We have two other mom guests that are going to be on it, but the whole episode is just about celebrating motherhood. It is, if you're watching this podcast episode, you can get tickets. It is May 9th. Your ticket includes dinner. We're doing it at Los Fantanas. They make amazing, delicious Mexican food. And proceeds are going to benefit New Braunfels Angels, which supports foster families here in our community. So when you when you buy a ticket or when you buy a table to come see the Mother's Day podcast, please understand that uh, Renee and I are taking zero of those dollars. We are not charging so that Renee and I can make money. We are charging uh, to pay for the food you're going to eat there yep. and then take some of those proceeds and take them uh, and give them to a charity that Renee has picked out because I'm always doing Helicopters for Heroes and I'm always doing the veterans and and Renee thinks, and I agree, that we also need to support some female. Well, I wanted charities. I wanted to do something local because it's an event here. So I wanted people to know that when they bought a ticket, they were giving back to their community in particular, you know, as opposed to not knowing where that money's going. And because it's motherhood, I wanted to do, you know, it's a Mother's Day episode. I wanted to do something with, with children and foster families and people who, people mother in lots of ways, not it, just giving birth to your own child. It's just the saddest thing, you know, for me. It's, 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 uncon- it's so hard to comprehend. Yeah. You know, I love my kids so much that I could not imagine abandoning them. I well, could not there's imagine... all different kinds of scenarios for why a child I, ends up in foster it, care. But, but you, know? you know, the negligence, the, I, I just, that part of it, I cannot imagine. Yeah. You know, it, it's the same with, with kids that get uh, abused by their parents. Like I, I just, it's so hard for me to. To comprehend and understand, yeah. you know, it, it's the same with, um, with racism. Like I, I, you know, to think that there was whites and coloreds, um, water fountains it is really crazy, right? Really hard for me to understand. Or like, even like not that long ago, essentially segregated proms. Cause they would say the kids like to listen to different music. So the white kids get certain music at their prom and the black kids get a different, you know, DJ music at their prom. Like It's just, it's hard for me to understand. And, and, you know, these foster kids, you know, they, they got a lot to overcome. So I'm really happy that we're, we're going to take those proceeds and give them to something like that. And New Braunfels Angels is like, just to share a little about a bit about them is twofold. So they give foster families the things that they need, right? You get a kid right away and maybe that kid needs a crib or it, it turns out now you're getting twins or siblings because there's a family. And so you need two cribs or an extra bed or whatever. They help out that way with things you actually need or school supplies to get the kids ready for school. But then they also have a mentoring program where you don't realize, but you know, kids age out of the foster system at 18. And then now go live life. Completely on their own without any guidance. So what they're, what they try to do is match kids up with a mentor at age like 16 around there so that they're developing a relationship with someone so that they're preparing for that process when they turn 18. No, That's it's so crazy. A, Can you imagine just, all right, no more, no more assistance. You're 18. You're on your own. Yes, I can. Well, I, I yes, can't, I, I cannot I can. imagine. Yes. I, I was on my own from 18, zero assistance. 
So yes. But, but you had parenting and guidance I did. before I, that I always to say, prepare you for I, what that would I look like. I always say that my parents did not give me money. They showed me how to work hard and they gave me morals. Yeah. You know, and even though I went astray in my 20s from my morals, I always worked hard. And then if you have good parenting, the morals always come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, my parents did not give me money and I have been on my own since I was 18 years old, paying all my own bills, doing everything on my own. Nobody paid my cell phone bill. Nobody paid my car insurance. Nobody bought me a car. Nobody gave me furniture, nothing. It was all me. My parents gave me work ethic and morals, yeah. you know, and faith, right? Um, and, and you do need that, the, that faith and those morals and, and the work ethic to be taught to you. Yeah. You know, it, it has to be taught to you. But, you know, we really want this Mother's Day podcast to be special. Um, we have another, uh, female that's joining us. That's a mother, uh, Vicky and Vicky has a special needs kid. Mm -hmm. And we really want to talk to her about her experience as a mother, what she goes through day to day with her special needs kid yeah, and how hard that is. Because I think that at the same time, perspective is one of the most beautiful things on planet earth. And I think it is very easy to lose perspective. Yeah. And I would like, hopefully... Vicky to enlighten us as to what she goes through to hopefully give these moms a little bit of perspective of, Hey, you may think it's hard and it, and it is. Yeah. However, other moms have special needs kids. Well, there's yeah. a unique set of challenges with everything. Right. Um, and then the other mom that you're bringing is up? a foster mom to sort of share what that experience is like. I think there's a lot of preconceived notions about what it means to be a foster parent um, so to shed a little light on that for us. And also, I mean, when you and I first got married and we talked about, would we have kids? How many kids would we have? Would we be foster parents? Would we adopt a child? Um, I think a lot of people, not, I don't know that a lot of people, but I think some people wonder, like, is that something that I'm called to do? So I think it's, it's helpful to hear from someone who does it. No, a thousand percent. And, and I also, you know, I think when you, when you, when you celebrate the foster parent, you know, we should also celebrate the step parents, right? You know, I grew up with a stepmom, a stepdad. Yeah. I love them both. Both of them are a big part of my life. Both of them um, taught me a lot. Yeah. And were there for me when they didn't have to be there for me, right? So hopefully, this Mother's Day podcast will be a beautiful celebration of motherhood, yeah, different mothers. Um, kind of getting that perspective. And, and I tell people all the time, you know, I think I've said it on this podcast that as a young man, I did not understand women. I did not understand the, the complexities of the being complexities, a, a womanhood. The, you yeah. know, I, I fall in love with you more every day because of the sacrifices you've made and the things that you've done as a mother and, and the fact that Having a baby is not easy. And that's another thing that is hard to comprehend. The miracle of life? Yes. Like, yeah. wait a minute. That little glob of whatever that comes out <laughs> ends up inside you and, and forms a human being with brains. With a brain. Oh, with leave a, it to I mean, you to be so articulate about it. I, no, I don't. It's yeah. insane to me. So, you know, it, it is. I remember, you know, one of my opening acts before he had kids, uh, who, by the way, no longer does comedy. Before he had kids, he would do a joke about, oh, I'm so over 
people saying that kids are miracles. Uh-huh. And then after we had our kid, I went up to him and I said, hey, man, it is a miracle. Yeah. It is truly an, a miracle that your kid is created with two people who hopefully love each other. Yeah. And it gets created in this woman's body in eight months. Yeah. Toes, fingers. Nine months. I mean, it's insane. It's nine months. Don't try and take a month away. Bones, <laughs> you know, bones. Like, yeah. it, it, it's so it's so crazy to me. And, and it is a miracle. And being a mother is is very, very, very hard. You know, and, and I've learned to to love you for that. And, and I think... I think that, that part of the success of our marriage is that I fall in love with you for different reasons and different things as time goes on. Yeah. And I you think, used to do a joke about that. Yeah. No. And, and I think that, you know, some men can't see past, well, oh, dude, I want my chick to look like a, a Playboy model. Well, that, if you're in love with that, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because your, your, your wife, the mother of your children, will not always look like a playboy model nor well listen there's a reason it's called a dad bod right both sides well but it's different i think it's a little different yeah yeah. and and i think that yes something physically happens to a woman's body when she has a child yes a thousand percent and when you grow when you grow a human yes and and it does scare me too you know I, i was watching um smoking and the bandit last night you fell asleep. But, I did. I was so tired. But I was watching I Smokey and the Bandit last night. And um, Sally Field is in it. And she was stunning. Yeah. And she gets in the car with, with Burt Reynolds. And she's probably, I don't know how old she was. Uh, Rick, I don't know how old she was. Can you find out how old she was uh, in Smokey and the Bandit? But she was beautiful. And it, it was weird because very recently she was in that 80 for Brady yes. movie. Yes. Uh-huh. And she talked about in an interview that I saw her do that she decided to age naturally. She decided not to do the facelifts and the uh-huh. and you know she yeah, was like yeah she has I'm her just, gray hair color and I think she looks beautiful yeah and she still looks like an older version of her yeah and I feel like some of these women are so caught up in I have to look young I have to look young I have to look young yeah that. All of a sudden, it's it, it, all women have the same face. They, yeah, because you've put the filler in all the same places, and you know, and, and yeah, to that's me, a whole other thing. And to me, it's more attractive to see a woman age like Sally Field did. Sally Field looks beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, but then you know, there's people say, like, but but that, but a big portion of that too is like good genes. We all we all age differently. I mean, yes, it's life choices, but. Some people are just blessed with great skin and, you know, some people's skin holds up better in the sun, like whatever the case may be. Some of that's just genetics. Absolutely. Well, and some people just don't take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. Some people just don't, you know, and, and I was, I was also watching this thing about like, I was also thinking about Willie Nelson and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, Willie Nelson just turned 90, still on the road, still touring. Snoop Dogg talks about the fact that Willie Nelson outsmokes him and like oh, smokes him under the Willie, table. You can hear it in his voice. I, I don't, is but he's he still 90. touring? Yes. He, he was just at Whitewater. He was just here. I, I guess I didn't realize that. I thought his voice was pretty gone. He was just here. And I'm, and, and, and you realize that, that to me, longevity in life is, do you love waking up every day? Yeah. Right. And I think, I think somebody like Willie, because you know, I was watching. Going back to what I was watching, this this guy was saying that 
that if if exercise led to long life, uh-huh. then why are not these premier athletes making it to a hundred? They're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're you know all these great 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 athletes who have. I've never stopped to think about it. Worked yeah. out for so long. Yeah. And have kept their body in perfect shape. They don't make it to 90. Yeah. Right. But then you got how many artists, right? Willie Nelson, 90 years old. George Burns made it to 100. Um, um, why can't Don Rickles. Oh, I mean, know, I, I hear what you're saying uh, about purpose. I, but I think genetics is a huge part of that too. Like my grandpa lived forever. His siblings lived forever. Like that side of the family, they all... But, but lived your, long but, lives. But your grandfather also wasn't the type. Like every time you'd see him, he, he'd have his little sleeves rolled up perfect, and yeah. he'd be wearing his sunglasses. Eighty years old, he'd be sunglasses, his sleeves rolled up. He always kept a couple buttons open, yeah, right? Yeah. And his little slacks. He'd wear his little slacks, and he'd make his coffee in the morning for all the neighbors to come by and have coffee. And you'd see him out there on the on the on the John Deere, you the know, lawnmower, yeah, cutting the grass. You know, I, I, you just have to have purpose. I think. Yeah. And something that you wake up every day and absolutely love. And, and that's why I think that musicians and artists, they live a long time and look good for a long time because they, they I absolutely love life. I was going to say, well, and that you write, know? they love creating and you can continue to do your art. You can continue to make your art. And I'm not, and I'm by all means, I'm not talking bad about uh, <laughs> my friend Brad Garrett, but you know, I don't know how old Brad Garrett is at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looks great. He's always smiling. He's yes. always laughing. Uh-huh. He's all about being on stage. He has yes. such a, he moves young. Yes. He's, got, he's got this great energy. He's got this really young wife. And, I, and I was going to say, I think the gorgeous young wife helps because then people just like, oh, yeah. yeah you don't know how old Brad, uh-huh. I, mean, I have no idea. How old was Sally Field in um, The Bandit? 31. She was 31? How old did you think she was? Oh, uh, I thought 22. Oh, Yeah. Holy crap. She was 31 years old. Yeah. Well, there's like some people who just no matter what, even as they age, they've always had like a baby face. It's not as noticeable on women, but on men, you're like, oh, he's got like a little baby face, you know? And I started laughing because there's a line in the movie where he goes, uh, he goes, (laughs) I love when you get a case of the giggles. Burt Reynolds goes, uh, he goes, oh. You got fat calves. And she was like, what do you mean they're fat? And he goes, cowboys love fat calves. And I was like, I do. Yes, I do. I do love fat calves. Uh, Renee's got thick legs and I like them. I'm a cowboy. Uh, I had no idea she was 31 years old, man. Yeah. I mean, she. I'm not kidding you. She looked probably 22. Look, yeah. I'm going to show you. It was unbelievable. Now everybody's going to go look. Sally Field, Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Google Images. Smokey and the Bandit. Let's see here. Can you type that fast with your fat fingers? There's, no, look apparently at that. not. Can you believe she was 31? Oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, you're right. Her like facial features has, have not like changed much. She's aged really gracefully. I mean, look at her here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she looks the same. It's the cheekbones. She has those good prominent cheekbones. That helps, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how we ended up here, but <laughs> this is, this is what we're talking about. about. Talking about how Steve has a crush on Sally Field. I don't know if I have a crush on her. She, she, she's not as um, beautiful as you, but, um, thank you, baby. We got to thank our sponsors. Yes. 
Go ahead. Old salt coffee. We have we need more. We have we have cleaned out our stash. I told you I said we were down to our last bag. We had like a stockpile. They literally mailed us <laughs> a crate. We had a crate arrive full of coffee. We are due for another crate. We are, and it is delicious. It is a subscription-based situation. Go to uh, oldsaltcoffee.com, Trevino 10, and get a subscription so that we can then send you a gold coin. Also, our friends at Pick Cherries. They're doing wonderful things over there. Please, please download the app, Pick Cherries. And it's then- growing like exponentially, the apps that you can listen to and they're ad-free. So if you went a while back and you're like, ah, it's worth giving another look because now they have even more podcasts and no ads. It's a great it's a great place for, for um, podcasts, um, learning about podcasts, picking cherries, sharing them with your friends. Yeah. And of course, our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. Love you guys so very much. Give those guys a chance. Uh, big announcement coming soon from Aztec Chevrolet. So don't forget, they also have uh, a Ford dealership in Goliad. And then, uh, <laughs> so anything, Chevy Ford, if you want it, Aztec Chevrolet, give them a chance. Call my friends over there. They just got a brand new 3500 Denali GMC long bed work truck for the man out there that needs a real work truck. They just got one in. But they go fast. Yeah. So you got to give them a call. Um, and then oh, we're going to be, I'm doing the rodeo in Corpus Christi, which I'm- You've re- never done a big rodeo before. It's co- I think it's like a new thing, right? Am, Comedy uh, at a rodeo? It's going to be very hard for me to keep my emotions together. Um, it is a very special show for me. Never thought in a million years that I would be headlining mm-hmm. the rodeo in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, we've already, we're outpacing their Wednesday. Yeah. So if we sell this thing out. Or you're there on Wednesday. I'm there on Wednesday. We are outpacing and and we are, we are pacing to break the record for attendance on a Wednesday. I, 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 I'm getting emotional now. I mean, I'm just, you know, for the most part. Wherever you're from is usually the last place you get respect. Yeah. You know, I mean, I started working the door at the Addison Improv, literally the last club to headline me. Yeah. They yeah. refused to headline me. I'm headlining all the other improvs for several years. They refused to headline me because that's where you started. And they just see you as yeah. you're the door. Yeah, oh, we can ask Steve anytime. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, but for me... I would not have this career without Corpus Christi oh, and their for support. Sure. I would not have this career. No, you're gonna make me emotional. Without when the I think support about it. Yeah. of Gregory Portland, Texas, and the pride that I have to be from South Texas, and you know, so many hardworking people that that truly affect the world. People don't realize in Corpus Christi, Texas, they're refining your oil, they're refining your gas, they're yeah. refining and making aluminum. They are, I mean. It is a steel. I mean, they are doing so many things and they're so hardworking people and everything that I am comes from there. Yeah. And to go back and to be on this stage with my family, Garrett's going to sing and it's just going to be a very, very emotional night for me. Yeah. So that is on the 10th. And then I leave to... 
Uh, then you're doing, well, before that, you're in Florida this weekend. You're doing, you're bouncing all around Florida. Tampa, Orlando, where else? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yep. Then you go to Milwaukee, Oh, Nashville. Milwaukee, Green Bay. Yeah. Milwaukee's sold out where there's very few tickets left. Green Bay, they, they, they did not want to take a chance on me. They took a chance on me and we are impressing them. We have, we only have 300 tickets left. Yeah. So Green Bay, my friends out there, please, please, please buy your tickets in Green Bay. And I get so frustrated because on my social media, people go, well, when are you coming here? And I'm like, it's on my website. Yeah. Right. We're doing New Jersey. Or when are you coming here? You're like, I was just there. Yeah. We're doing New Jersey. We're doing New York. We're doing yeah. Brea, California. Well, if they sign We're, up for your email list on your website, we email when tickets go on sale. We email the week of a date so they know you're coming. And hopefully sometime there in between, we email them again so they don't miss it. But it, sign up for your email list if they want to know. It is absolutely amazing. Thank you for supporting. And, and go to YouTube and watch our little reality show. Oh, we haven't show. talked about it. Because yep. people ask, like, what is it? Where can we see it? What's the plan? We at least got to tell we them a little bit about it. We just put it on YouTube. It. Look, we, we, we have a full-time camera guy here. We have so much fun every single day with the people that work here daily and all the projects that are going on that we decided we'll do our own reality show. And it's not long. It's not a show. It's like it's a it's like a series. I think the videos are around 10 minutes. Day in the life. Just Renee and I talking shit to each other. But it's only on YouTube. So if you're watching the podcast on Facebook, you got to go over to YouTube. Subscribe when new episodes come out. We've decided we're going to put them out like four or five at a time. So you can binge watch all of them if you want. And we'll put them out about once a month is what we're thinking. Yep. So we love you guys so much. Continue, continue, continue to support. Thank you so much. Our career is because of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you next time.